Fuck it, the mic is on. By the way, a little legal stuff. All views and opinions expressed in this podcast are solely the views of Michael Hall. None of these views reflect any of the views of any company or association that Mr. Hall is affiliated with. So don't try nothing shady. And also there's a lot of explicit raw content in here. So please be advised, parental advisory. Enjoy the podcast. Oh, shit, you answered the phone. Fuck it, the mic is on. You should know that, by the way. Your disclaimer fucking sucks, but <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> you don't have to work on that. Nope. What's I got to, first of all, I got a whole nother recorded intro that goes on before this comes on. Uh, Sport made the background music for it. <laughs> Your best friend. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> So I told you I was going to call you, but you're going to do most of the talking. By the way, just so everybody knows, because actually this is going to be, I'm probably going to put this one on first. So my original podcaster was always Latrice as she used to work the radio. Full disclaimer, this is my close friend, one of my best friends, and also my ex-girlfriend from my childhood and adulthood. Can we date it? <laughs> I guess that's what you would call it. And we're friends? <laughs> is this a breaking news podcast? I don't know. I wonder how many people actually go through this in life. <laughs> <laughs> so for everybody that wonders uh, how I even got to this, I remember probably a year ago, I was on the phone with Latrice. And I remember when you said to me, just just record yourself talking. You like to talk. It's not like you don't say interesting things every once in a while. Notice that I would want y'all to just notice the consistent digs that happen in this conversation. Um, and so I think you added the interesting things part. Which part that I every once in a while? No, you actually said no, that. I think I said record yourself talking. You like to hear yourself talking, and you just added that I said, you say interesting things. <laughs> it only gets worse. <laughs> <laughs> so right, basically, it's not because you thought I should do a podcast. You just thought I like to hear myself talk. Uh, is that part of the intro? No, I'm asking you a question. Oh. I'm not introing um, you. This is just a conversation that I'm re- exposing to the world. This ain't no podcast format. <laughs> <laughs> See? Yeah, I do think I, I do think that you love the sound of your voice. I hate my voice. Episode is about. I really do hate my voice. You know that, right? Used to get picked okay. at because I sound like a country boy. I hate my voice. Why you used to? Let me say that. Let me go along with it. Go so, anyways, tell us, tell us why. What what got you into the DJing world? Like you, now, you're doing your podcast. Won't you? Give the world a little bit about that. It's funny because I don't know if you know this, but you actually got me into DJing. You got me into radio. How? Do you know the story? No, I don't. <laughs> See, this is why I got to call people and tell them they're being recorded because then I get more truth. <laughs> Please tell me. <laughs> I would have told you this if we weren't being recorded. <laughs> what are you talking about? No shit, but so, just tell um, me. You, you never really asked. So, yeah. So we were doing, um, we were at an event, I think in LA and I was at Gulf Coast 
I think it's now Gulf Coast State College or something like that. But anyway, it's always going to be Gulf Coast, Coast Community College. I don't care what they call it. Yeah, I, I wasn't really sure what I wanted to do with my life, but um, I was there and I think I was doing a, a radiography course or something like that. And um, anyway, we ended up in L.A. And um, <laughs> you're not going to tell nobody why we, we was in L.A.? No, because I'm still shook about that. We just had that conversation the other night. So um, I'm still shook. Like, I still don't know how I ended up in L.A. with you. But anyway, we ended up in L.A. And when we were leaving, you told me, you said, you should start an event management company back at the house. And I was like, huh, okay. So then when I got back, um, while I was attending classes, of course, I saw a flyer and it was about um, a, a theatrical production that they were doing, you know, in the theater department or whatever. And um, I saw that, that branches off into another story, but right beside it, I saw an internship for 107.9 TSM in Panama City Beach. And what you had said ran through my head and I was like, ooh, well, if I can get on a radio, then logically to me, knowing nothing about radio, but logically to me, um, I would be able to network or get to know all the owners of the venues. And I knew that venues were a big part of, you know, doing any kind of type of entertainment, anything, right? Now, mind you, this is Panama City, so we're only talking about 10 venues to own the whole city. Yeah, right? So um, I, you know, called to be, you know, did the interview for to be the intern and everything like that. And um, that's how I got started in radio. Um, they brought me on board and the rest is history. And I never opened the event management company. So for everybody that's asking, that's going to be wondering. Um, so we were in L.A. because at the time. You, you scared too much. <laughs> <laughs> no, go ahead. I'm just <laughs> I had totally lied my way into a gig. Uh, doing the first all black porn star event in LA mm -hmm. that was called uh, yep. Sexual Conversations, the Big Ass Party. That was actually the name of it, yep. by the way. And um, that party turned into a DVD, which that DVD ended up being the largest selling DVD for West Coast Productions, which was one of the largest black uh, porn production companies in LA. And it was just myself. Dante and Latrice and Dante was in college, so he couldn't make this. He was in grad school. He couldn't make the trip. And the one person I could always I'm depend sure Dante, on. He would have sure knew what was going on. He knew about it, I but he couldn't know. make the trip. No, I just told you to come. Um, exactly. Like you were in a lying stage right then because you didn't tell me nothing about what was going down. Because you were adapting. My little innocent self <laughs> was like, what in the entire. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know about the innocent part, but I'll say you were still little at that point in your life. But I don't know about the innocent part. But Latrice agrees to come, and let's just say she was surprised that we were going to a <laughs> we were actually at a porn set, the porn office, and then everything else. But it ended up being a great surprise. trip. Surprise! Surprise! So the conversation went like this: Latrice, <laughs> you gonna sit in this office with this lady, and I'm gonna go in this meeting right quick, and I'll be right back. And as I'm sitting in the office with this lady, I have no idea what offices I'm at. I don't know what's going on. And she picks up the phone and she's like, so do you do anal? And I'm like, what the entire fuck? Where am I at? 
What's your dick size? What is this lady talking? She does. She talks like they're going to job. What is going on? Yeah, that's how I found out about what we were doing. And that was also the first you know time I ever got high. <laughs> that was hilarious. Yeah. I've been high three times in my life. LA, Jamaica, and when I ate that cookie about three months ago, two months ago at my house. And every time it gets foggy. It's always foggy. <laughs> <laughs> it is always foggy. I, I I just figured that was a thing for everybody. I swear to, in LA I thought that house was on fire though. I thought I thought we were all about to die. So, and it's funny because I think about adaptive and when you're talking about being back home, I'm straight up eating some Andalay sausage. I'm eating some sausage on a hamburger bun. It's straight country. <laughs> Ain't nobody trying to go back. Yeah. You went real country right now. It's so good though. Oh, and by the way, that, uh, that salsa I bought was garbage for chips, but it tastes great on the bun. Just what thought I put that. did you buy? When I was in Publix the last time I called you, when I was shopping. You don't pay attention to most of the stuff I say. We've so we've come to a realize that. Um, I mean, we're recording now, so I'm here. So go ahead. Yeah, I mean, you're at least present at this point, just like old girl that voted present. Kind of crap. Um, Whatever. So, tell me about. I still don't know the name. Saturdays. I gotta. Remember. I I don't understand how you don't know the. Okay, so let me <laughs> let me jump over soapbox right quick. So, we've been friends for like over two decades and anything that we've been friends since we were 11 years old do the math it's over two decades let me talk dude we just old (laughs) 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 don't be trying to make it seem like we was friends when we were two and we only 22 years old we old we've been friends for almost three decades you old old. i'm like fine wine i just get better with time all right it's still an old barrel but go ahead so, um, you can try to distract me so I don't say what I got to say. Now I forgot what I was going to say. What was I talking about? Mm-hmm. You did that on purpose. You were going to make a point that you always remember my ventures and I don't remember yours. You know what? It worked like a charm. I just wanted you to say it. <laughs> I knew you. So the name of the podcast is Simply Support Saturdays. It's the support part that I always miss. I don't understand why. It's like the main thing of the podcast. Because I'm always supporting your projects, designing stuff. Don't make me post the old school LL logo. I still got it. Please do, because I could probably use that again right now. Probably so. Um, We are simply supporting dream chasers, dreams fully realized, or dreams of mid-stride, and it doesn't matter what that dream or that goal is. If you want to tell us about your creative journey, we want to hear about it and we want to share it with the rest of the world. As simple as it goes. Hmm. What's the most interesting thing you've heard so far? You know, one of the questions that we ask in every interview is um, related to insecurities or hurdles that you have to jump over in order to, you know, pursue your goals. And every answer is different. Um, get the same. You know what I'm saying? We all have different hurdles. Um, we all have areas in our life where we don't think we're up to par. Like we're not qualified enough to be doing whatever it is that we're doing. And um, 
to hear people describe things that are so similar, but in their words and how they view how it affects them is so different. They describe it so different. And I, I think that's really interesting. And the reason why I asked that question is because one of the main points outside of just, you know, letting people know that we, we see them, we hear them, and we believe in them enough to want to share their stories um, and to hold those relevant conversations. The other part is to let other people know that you're not the only one going through what you're going through yeah, and trying right. to, you know, go ahead and start your creative journey. Other people, everybody that you listen to, every episode, that same person has either gone through it and overcome it or they're, they're still going through it, yet they're still pursuing their goals. Like, they're not letting it stop them. But you've so, always spent a lot of time... You've always spent a lot of time like consulting people and helping people. I'm always, I've kind of always been curious. Why not just, why not just have a consulting company? It's actually something you do naturally and you just don't seem to realize it. Uh, I would have to agree with you there. I don't, I don't feel like I do that at all. And that would be why I don't have a company. The flip side of that is, you know, I feel like, everybody's my friend and I'm everybody's friend. So if ever, if anyone asks me anything, I will give them my honest opinion on it. And, you know, I get it from my mommy. You know that there's not a person that she ever met that she didn't love. You couldn't tell her anything that you were doing that she would be like, Oh no, don't do that. She would all, uh, you know, if it was criminal, she'd be like, no, I'm a pray for you. But if you're going to do it, execute it well. <laughs> It executed well, and she was like, you know, let me know what I could do to help, you know, or whatever. She was always just there to be everyone's cheerleader. So I got that naturally. And um, the other part of why I haven't turned it into a business is <laughs> from my very early days in radio, and I really had to teach myself everything as far as that industry went. I had a bunch of haters in my building. And um, I think hate would be an understatement. Huh? I said, I think hate would be an understatement. It probably would be, but we're not going to put too much energy on that. So I had to teach myself a lot. And from those early days, what I would get is um, you, you could be making money from this. You could be making money from this. And, you know, I'm sure I could have. But when I realized the position that I was in, which was to serve the community, I was a, a community servant was that it wasn't really about making the money. It was about letting the community's voice be heard. And let's just be honest in radio or anything that you do, where you have to use your voice power, they're not going to pay you what you're worth. It's not, you're never going to get money that equals your impact. Like I have this saying, I love elephants, right? And I have to say that, you know, in radio, while I love elephants, you know, they want to pay me in peanuts, but I'm not an elephant. So in anything that you do where you have to use your voice power, where it's going to inspire or uplift or, you know, edify someone else, you're never going to get paid to work. So I got to a point where it was just like, this. the biggest thing would be if it doesn't make money, it doesn't make sense. That's not true. That's a lot. Because it can make an impact that's worth way more than money. And so it does. It makes very real sense if you can make that impact and not always be searching for a check. I mean, and I never wanted to dilute myself and always be looking for the dollar signs, and then my support isn't genuine. 
I mean, you said a word there. I mean, the word that you said that's sticking out to me is if you're using your voice, you're never going to get paid the impact you make. Never. That, that says a lot. And I never looked at it that way because at sometimes, you know, I would say that's almost any form of artistry, uh, performing arts, visual arts, uh, mm-hmm. and any form of art because you're normally making an impact and you're leaving something that's lasting and it's, it's not even that it's lasting. It's something that people can forever hold on to and participate with. Mm-hmm. Um, exactly. Like, you know, once this goes live, somebody can always, somebody can download it, they can dub it, and they can always use that as inspiration. And they may never tell us and we'll never know. And we may never get paid for it. And But that impact is definitely everlasting. I, I never really looked at it that way. Yeah. Everything can't be quantified in, in, in a chat. Like, it just can't. Yeah, forever people I, try to do it that way. They do. And, you know, and I get it. You know, that's the hustle. I get it. Whatever. Um, I actually like my job that funds my hobby. You know what I'm saying? Like, I wouldn't trade my job that funds my hobby. I like to go to work. I like what I do. So um, my hobby is just that. And, you know, the old saying, you know, once it becomes work, then it's not fun anymore. And I don't ever want simply support Saturdays to become work because I want it to be around as long as possible to support as many people as possible. I want it to stay fun. I want it to stay a hobby. I don't want to look for money behind it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and no, I mean, I guess that's the same for this. Like, it was more so like the last couple of days. Um, it's been like, get out of the bed, have these conversations because you need to hear it and somebody else needs to hear it, you know? Um, because, uh, as an entrepreneur and a lot of people are like, um, I I had somebody that recently said this to me and I want, I wanted to correct them then, but it just wasn't a time to do it. It was one of those rare moments in life where I had just decided I'm just going to listen. And what I was exactly. So I said a rare moment in life. (laughs) (laughs) And, um, so she was like, oh, it just seems like, you know, the holidays, you get depressed or something like that. And she was more so relating it to depression and the holidays. And what I wanted to to say to her, but I just, you know, it's like, I'm going to let you have your opinion. Because if you're not an entrepreneur, what I'm going to say wouldn't have made sense. It was just more so like, no, it's the it's truly the download of everything you've done this year. Because you're getting ready to turn in reports and paperwork and it's a self-evaluation of what have I accomplished this year and what didn't I accomplish. And your clients have slowed down enough where you can really just process everything. So it's less of a basis of depression versus a overwhelming amount of information that you're processing all at one time versus if you strategically did it throughout the course of the year. And even then, I don't know if it would fix it because you still have to sit there and process that information. And that's always been a big thing for me. Um, at the end of the year, it's just like, what didn't I do that I could have did better or what opportunities that I miss. And cause you really want to get to a point where you can have at least four or five days where you absolutely don't think about that. And you can just enjoy your family. You know, you don't want to yeah. be on Christmas break thinking about what you could have did in business. You want to eat and make s'mores and gingerbread houses and enjoy your family. Like I got a nephew to enjoy now. I got different things that I care about in life. Um, and those perspectives just change, but I 
never wanted to bring because you can, you don't bring work home to Panama City. It's just not what you do. I mean, you can. I don't know how much you're getting done. It, it, that's the whole point. But, it's just when you get to yeah. Bay County, is how many people can you see? How many mm-hmm. houses can you stop by? Can you make it to one of your food spots and sleep? Like, because there's a different sleep. Um, one of the biggest things I like about going home is being able to see the stars. You don't get to see the stars in South Florida. It's too bright. But mm-hmm. living in a city small enough where you can see the stars is still relaxing. What's so. something about being home? And I always wonder, is it just home or is it specific? It's, to me, it's just something about the country city aspect of Bay County that just feels different to me than anywhere I go. And I know it's definitely home, but it's just something about our city that's just unique to me. Yeah, the atmosphere is different. Weird. Yeah, whole different world. So, Simply Support Saturdays, which I'm doing. Oh, you got it right. I know, right? Since I'm doing the website and I got all this stuff to do, you're not going to turn it into a business. But even things you're not turning into a business, you treat it like a business. Is that a question? No, it's a or statement. I don't, I don't, I don't need <laughs> approval from you. I'm talking to you. <laughs> oh. Oh. You, you oh. are my, okay. you are my friend. You, you always treat, you treat personal things in a professional manner, whether you notice that or not. Do I? Yeah. Think about something you've done that you casually approach it. Well, I haven't had, I never had the luxury to casually approach anything. My point. Exactly. You don't casually approach it. It still has a structure and a business formality to it. You still try to keep yourself on time, but you don't get caught up into it enough that if you don't, you don't look at it as a failure or disappointment, but you never approach things in a casual manner. Mm. You thinking? You telling me something about myself? I don't. I don't. I'm too close to the to the situation to see that. <laughs> okay, so let's think about it. I know it. that I don't really. Um, I know that I don't. Well, I know that I've never really. I never had the luxury to approach anything casually. But I don't know that I can say that I treat it like a business. That would be. How many times um, have you missed simply sat simply support Saturday since you started it? We are in six months, and there has not been one time that I missed a show where it wasn't planned. <laughs> there has not been a Saturday. <laughs> Listen to it. <laughs> and now, remember, we're talking. I just want you. This is the great part. Yeah, this right. is now recorded. <laughs> so it's not like yeah, I can't replay right. this. You've never missed a Saturday where it hasn't been planned, and we're talking about a Saturday. But it's easy, though, to not miss it. I never said it's it's your character. I'm not saying it's a flaw. I'm just telling you it's a part of your character. Everything easily becomes a business formality because of you got to think you were built up off of the structure of radio. Radio, you weren't allowed to be late. You're right. There's no silence time with radio. You weren't allowed to switch things up without first notifying the listeners that you were switching things up. So, like, structure, if, you're right. If it's not going to happen as I told you it would, you know, well in advance, but it's not going to happen like that, but it's going to happen like this. Structure. So, you're right. 
You know, what's funny is um, when I was at a podcast conference in September, and someone was asking me about support. Listen to this structure. (laughs) (laughs) And someone was asking me about, you know, simply support Saturdays, and I broke, I broke down the structure of it. They were like, "And how long have you been doing this?" I'm like, "We just launched in July," and they're like, "What?" (laughs) Like, how do you have it all down like that? I was like, "Well, I did radio for like 12 years." They're like, "Ah." got it it's like because you know like the ins and outs of certain things like the giveaway saturdays that we don't do anymore right now um they will probably come back but we're not doing them right now um so i'm gonna shoot my shot with this. how long is the show how long is the show yeah the show is however long <laughs> the conversation allows it to be if i go look if i go look at your shows you're telling me these shows will not fall within a 10 to 15 minute time frame of beginning and end with one another? No, they won't. Okay. And they won't because that is one of the structures of radio that I refuse to um, adhere to. So that's your one, Why? Because your one element of rebellion is to make sure it's not on a time frame? It's not on a time frame. I don't have sponsors that I have to um, yeah. throw in their plugs. Mm-hmm. I don't have a clock that I have to go by. And the reason for that is I don't want to cut anyone's story short. Mm. Radio taught me a very important lesson about transitions and learning to listen to conversations. One, if you're going to do, if you're going to interview someone about their creative journey and you're not really paying attention, then that's all wrong, right? Um, So in listening to, really listening to the conversation, giving that person your attention you will hear perfect points for transition so that being said when i can hear that the person is really excited about what they're telling me i let them go until they've exhausted themselves it's their story i told them that i was supporting them how could i i I can't ethically for complete support saturdays i can't cut them short because then my support would be a lie. It's about, then it's not about them. Then it's about my show. And it's never about my show. It's always about them. They power Simply Support Saturdays. Simply Support Saturdays is nothing more than a cheerleader who is listening, actively listening, and wanting to hear someone's story. Hmm. So it could be, it's really weird too, because um, I know I have... And I cut out very little in editing. In editing, the only thing I will cut out is crushes. I, I tell everyone in, in my admin part that no one ever hears, you know, all my disclaimers, all my legal stuff, um, that I'm not going to let them sound stupid because I would never want anyone to let me sound stupid. So if I hear a crush and I do realize that I listen to things different mm-hmm. than, than most people do, but if I hear too many um, or you know what I'm saying, or you know what I mean, and at that very, I let them flow until it becomes aggravating to me. And then I cut, I will cut that one out. And then if it comes back in, because I'm not trying to interrupt the natural flow of anyone's conversation. See, then I let it go again. That's your producer Until it becomes side. aggravating to me. Yes. And then I cut that one. And then I let it go again. You know what I'm saying? So um, 
and I do it. I have horrible crutches. Like I feel really bad for you if you plan to edit this because I'm a big ummer myself. Sometimes I'm editing and I'm like, Latrice, really? You just want to say um the whole time? You should have just sat there and been like, um, 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 um. But <laughs> um, yeah, there we go. I I think that was why I wanted another- to do this one this way because it was like, just just talk to me. Because the moment, even when you say it, some people switch a little bit. Then I notice over a certain amount of time, they get back into the person I'm really talking to. And, you know, it yeah. was like I had to tell one of my friends, and I was like, look, man, you want to do that talk show? If you're not going to be the person I know that you are after 10 o'clock, if you're not going to mm-hmm. be that person, I wouldn't want to listen to it. Exactly. And they were like, oh, I never thought. Because I'm like, you're witty and you're funny and you're smart. But, you know, when you put on a show, you try to put on a show. I was like, just be yourself. Because that's what people invest into. They don't invest into the show you put on. The show I put on, I, it, it just became so unauthentic to me. It didn't feel real. So it became hard to sell. It's hard to sell something you don't believe in yourself anymore. Mm-hmm. Very, very true. Very, very true. You know, so I remember so, like even dressing up, and I was telling somebody like I, I I'm 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 not that dude. I've never been a dude to want to wear button up shirts. I've always been a t shirt and jeans guy. I used to be the one begging my bosses when I had a job. You sure I can't? If I dress this way, I can work better. It's like man, just do what you got to do. Just get here and do the job. But like never, never put something into a box that you know is not naturally going to fit. And, you know, it's kind of like the, the, to me, like the crab in the barrel thing. People like, oh, you know, mm-hmm. especially when we talk about our people, like, oh, you know, it's crab in a barrel. So I was like, well, you know, it's always how you look at life. It could be crab in a barrel. Have you ever thought that one crab is pulling the other crab down to save it because it's normally getting lifted up to be killed? Or have you also considered <gasps> that? Yeah, latching on. Think about it. I never way. thought of it. I never thought of it that way. But I never really, you know, bought into the whole. I know it happens. Right. But also at the same time, yeah, though, you control your environment, so you decide how you want. You again, know exactly. Have you ever thought that the fact that crabs are responding that way because they're not even in their natural habitat? I've never mm-hmm. seen a crab pull another crab back into the ocean, except when you were trying to take it out of the ocean to kill it. So if you put us into our natural habitat, which is, you know, I don't, and, I mean, it's funny you say that, but I've always naturally wanted to talk to people. You know, I go places and it's like, why are you talking to people about business? You don't even know that person. Cause I like to see other people succeed. I like to see greatness. I love to see art. I like to see other things. And I feel everybody has an opportunity. And I always, always look back on my story when it was like, I didn't have anybody to consult me or to tell me. And not because people didn't want to help me. It's cause they didn't know what the hell I was doing. So who, exactly. who was I going to call and be like, hey, how would you manage porn stars coming into the industry and they're being discriminated on? I didn't know I was doing diversity inclusion work for adult entertainment, but that's what kind of what it, if I termed it the right way, that's what it was. And if you would have asked anybody from our hometown, they would have been like, you don't. Yeah. You, up the phone. Right. <laughs> you need to go back to Allen Chapel AME and get your life together is what you need to do. That's what you don't do. So... <laughs> right so let me i'm gonna bring it back around right quick because this is you know structure again <laughs> go ahead and the question you asked me was um that the the interviews weren't a set time so what you said is exactly why they're not a set time you said people act the way that they're going to in their natural habitat right mm-hmm. so i believe that everyone is genuinely excited to share their story 
with people who they feel are going to be excited for them yeah as well and that conversation yes you're you're yeah exactly and that conversation can be five minutes or it can be an hour and five minutes and it's not my job to put their excitement on a time clock so i let them talk about their story for as long as they want to and then in my editing just by you know pre-interview I always pray that the story that needs to be heard is heard, that the questions that need to be asked are asked so that the person who needs to hear it can get what they need from it. And then when my editing comes in, I always pray that I don't cut out anything that's relevant, which is why I typically limit myself to crutches. I have started, because in the very beginning, um, we have two standard questions, one being about the insecurity, mm. the other being, can you refer someone to Simply Support Saturday so that we can hear their story as well? And in the beginning, when people would be uplifting their friends like crazy and being like, talk to this person because they're doing this amazing, talk to this person and that person, da, 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 da. and that was like one of the most exciting parts to me because here this is, this interview is all about you and it comes to, is there anyone you can refer? And the way people would just throw out the names of the people in their circle, it really, like it's giving me like goosebumps right now because um, one, it told me that, you know, Social media on so many levels is a lie. People don't only hate on each other. There are people who really still are genuinely there cheering their friends on. Yeah, people just see two, what they want to see. Exactly. And then two, that they were trusting me enough to share the stories of people in their inner circles because people don't throw out names of people that are outside of their inner circle. And that was huge for me. Hmm. So... That's simply support Saturdays, you know what I'm saying? It's just, you know, we want to to share as many stories as we can in order to help as many people as we can to hear those stories and to also, number one, being to just let the people who are sharing their stories know that, like, we are here all day for this. Like, we are here cheering you on all day. So and if you could do it. one thing different, what would you change? I would stop being so hard on myself with like wanting it to be perfect. (laughs) And I am, I am actively changing that because I keep telling myself no one can see the vision in your head so they don't know it's not perfect. As long as you keep putting the show on every Saturday and you're honoring the stories that you've been trusted with by posting that episode on Saturday, you're doing exactly what you promised to do. So it is kind of already perfect. I mean, the perfection of perfection is imperfection. 
but being able to see the value in it, even when it's not perfect. Yeah. Kind of like our friendship. I don't know. <laughs> oh, well, that's awesome. Hey, but you it works. But it, it, well, first of all, you're supposed to be cursing. I, I told you to quit acting like this is an interview. <laughs> uh-huh. But I, I think. I'm just going to sip my beer. What you drinking? I don't know how to say it. Okay. And yes, guys, this is us all the time in conversation. I'll say something weird. Michael's like squirrel, and then the conversation is derailed. All right. <laughs> um, it's, it's fact. He said to be myself. It is a German beer, and it's cranberry ginger shandy. Oh, that sounds good. Um, but I don't know how to say the name of it. So last night I had a sunshine. It's a drink I made up. Um, what is what's in it? So. Is it sunshine like off of Harlem night? You ain't never going back home. <laughs> yeah, that, that drink made me feel it's that way last fun. night. Uh, I ain't never coming back home. Uh, <laughs> it was a fresh picked orange from a Florida um, mm-hmm. orange grove. So people don't know Florida oranges have a totally different taste than the oranges you buy from the store. Completely different taste. Yeah, just I want y'all to know that getting these oranges from Spain. You ain't even eating real oranges until you had a true Florida orange. So we don't know what y'all eating. <laughs> whatever y'all be yeah. consuming, they just made it up in a, a, a factory. <laughs> <laughs> so it was the flesh, fresh Florida orange, cut in half, squeezed the orange out, uh, took the citrus peel, rubbed it on the lip of the the glass, and a shot of whiskey. Um, Uncle Nearest Whiskey, to be specific. You doing too much. Just because I took the the extra part of putting the the, the orange peel on the... You had to, okay. Fresh orange juice for mimosas is one thing. You squeezing out orange juice for a cocktail and then rubbing the rim of the... You mean... Really? When it, Bad and bougie, huh? I was like, which part of that doesn't sound realistically me? <laughs> no, all of it sounds realistically you, but I will still tell you you're doing too much. It was good though, so that's gonna be my new drink. It's called Sunshine. So a little bit of happiness, a little bit of joy, but it'll get you relaxed. Doesn't get you drunk, but it'll get you relaxed. It just takes a little bit of the the citrus takes a little bit of the bitterness off of the Uncle Nears. It's a smooth whiskey, but it just calms it down a little bit, especially if you don't really feel like drinking whiskey, but you need to get that 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 feeling. Y'all should know that y'all can get all of that without rubbing the rim of the glass with orange. No, it's totally there. You it has to it has to hit your lips. Get some steps. Trust me on this. So when it takes off and you see the and you you get to see the impact in a different way because you said you're not chasing money, you're gonna get the impact no matter what. What's the satisfaction of the impact? What have you done? to internalize because you're you're critiquing yourself harsher than you critique anybody else so what do you do to internalize the impact that you know you're making because people reach back out to you or they actually tell you how do you take that and recycle that energy i mean obviously you're already automatically recycling it by doing what you're doing for people for free how do you internalize that and turn it into fuel just to keep going Um, I hate that. Edit that out. (laughs) (laughs) 
I ain't doing no editing. I'm not getting paid for this. This stuff go up raw. All I'm doing is putting a song Whatever. in the beginning and a song at the end. Okay, very good. I'm glad you took my advice on that because you can't get caught up in editing. But let me not stray <laughs> too far from your question. Let me not be the one to tell you not to edit when I just cut this next thing up 13 times. I, okay. <laughs> so, I don't know that... And I think this is important. The gratification that I get... It doesn't come from anything external. It's all internal. So it's not, I think I've had to say this. It's knowing that I did my part. It's what keeps me going. There are some shows that I've done where the feature has shared it out to their community and it's gotten major views and major likes and all this grand stuff, right? Because they shared it back out to their circle. And then there's some that I've done and I've invested the same amount of energy that the people don't even bother to share it out to their circle, to their network. Yeah, that's bothersome sometimes. I get that. Hmm? That's bothersome to me, but go ahead. But it's not bothersome to me. Reason being is I understand this is two part. Okay, so there's the people who haven't shared it out, like we've done the interview, and then there's the people who are referred, which kind of answers the question from way back then that we got derailed on. Mm -hmm. The reason why I cut out the referral part in the interviews now is because there was a instance where people got referred and then and I always ask my my teachers to talk to their referrals first to let them know that they're going to be shot up you know what I'm saying make sure it's okay and um they declined to do an interview mm. and somebody did ask me they were like well does it piss you off da, 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 da. no it doesn't you can never just because someone's doing something and they're publicly doing it, I say publicly because it's on social, or they're publicly doing it just in their little close circle of friends, and it's not really on social, you can never gauge where someone is with how comfortable they are with what they're doing and how successful they want it to be. Fear of success is a real thing. One of my first interviews the young lady whom I absolutely love. She, we finished up the interview and she was like, did you work for Z93 Jams? And I was like, yeah. Girl, that's been years ago. We, you know, we were talking like we were old friends, like two seconds into the interview. And she was like, oh my God, I thought it was you. And I never tell anyone. You know what I'm saying? If you know, you know. If you don't, don't. Right. He's like, oh my God, I knew it was you. And, da, 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 da. and then it was like, I wasn't Latrice anymore on a certain level. I was Latrice from the radio. I was LL from the radio. And to bring it back around, like, I say fear of success is real because I've experienced it in radio. And you never know what someone is comfortable with as far as their level of success goes. Mm. 
So for them to say, no, they don't want to do an interview, it's not a dig at me. It's because maybe they're not willing to accept that level, maybe that in their mind that puts them on another level of success. Maybe in their mind, then people are going to expect certain things from them. They're going to have to produce on a certain level if they're, you know, going out here and um, actively seeking promotions in this way. So I can't say why they said no. Maybe they're nervous. Maybe they don't like the sound of their voice. Maybe they don't want to be recorded. There's so many things that can come into play where it has absolutely nothing to do with me and simply support his daughter. There's no reason for me to feel any type of way about them not sharing it out to their circle, even if they've done the interview. Maybe they forgot. You know what I'm saying? Like, at this point in the game, I recorded interviews four, three, three months ago, I'd say three months ago, that won't air until February. I get what There's you're so saying. Things, you know, so it's not, it's not personal. And I don't take it personally. And that's the reason why all of the steam, all of the gratification is, you know, internal. Because if I allowed it to be external, we wouldn't be going into February. Because I would have been like, man, don't nobody want to listen to this. They ain't even share it on their page. Or ain't nobody liking this. Da, da, da. I can't, you can't, things that you want to pursue, external influences cannot be a factor of whether or not you're going to do it. It just can't. It has to be all internal. You have to power you. I figured this was almost like a form of my therapy. I'm not going to pay to sit on somebody's couch when my mom pretty much, you know how Marsha is. When yeah. My mom pretty much takes me through therapy every other time I call her. Um, it, there's no simple answer to a question. You got to give her the depth. And mm-hmm. for me, it was like, you know, because I told you I was going to do this and we talked about it and I've done six of them, seven of them in the last two days. Good job. And I'm the kind of person, once I get into something, I'm like, oh, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to make it happen. And it, there is, like you said, like we talked about, there is still structure because my mind is like, okay, you need to get at least 13 of them done to have a season. You can get 13 of them done, <laughs> then you can take a break. Um, but then it became more so like, no, there's there's people I need to call and check in with them. Um, there's people that may impact on my life and I, I need to tell them. Or there's just people that need to get their story out because I still I still cringe at hearing people say, you know, people don't know what you do because you don't promote yourself enough. And in my mind, I'm thinking like, all I do is talk about what I do. <laughs> like, that's all I do is talk about what I do. But when you hear somebody say, no, nobody, you don't, you don't promote it enough. Nobody knows how you make your money. Now see, now we're talking about two different things. I don't need you to know how to make my money. I just need you to know what I do. So, see, the thing is, is, I don't think that we don't talk about what we do enough. I don't think it's an uh, issue of us not promoting ourselves enough. I, enough. I think that people respond with that in order to take the pressure off of them. Because how good of a friend are you if you have absolutely no clue what I do? Right. And if you don't, why haven't you, you taken have... the time to ask? Exactly. When's the last time you caught up with me? Right. 
I know what you do. Now, if we haven't spoken in a while, then that's a given. You know what I'm saying? Things change over time. And I'm not saying that you got to be on the phone with, if you call somebody your friend, you have to be on the phone with them every day. That is not what I'm saying at all because I am known for disappearing acts and then we'll catch up in three years. But we can catch up in three years. I'm that friend. And if you, you know, it's no love lost. And when we catch up, I'm going to know what the new stuff is. I'm going to ask. But my biggest thing, Sharice, is I've been doing the same thing for 20 years. If You really have. If if things have changed, the, the 20 years has been the same. Promotion of some service, project, or event, a graphic designer, and marketing. I've always done it. And no matter what I do, no matter what I pursue, I still use the same skills, but maybe in different sectors. I did marketing and promotions in adult entertainment. I did it in the music industry. I've done it in the food industry. I've done it in uh, well, food and beverage industry. Like I've always do the same thing. I've done it in the legal industry. You know, I built a whole platform called Gateway Legal, which was to have diversity and inclusion for the aspects of the commercial law law firms because all these large organizations weren't using minority-owned law firms. I've done it with engineering with my father. I've always done the same thing, just different sectors. That's just who I am. Mm-hmm. That's who I'm always going to be. I will probably die marketing something. Hopefully it's simply support Saturdays. It'll probably be healthcare rights for old men because I'll be one of them. <laughs> that works too. You is old too, so you probably should stick with that. Oh, but still, I'm so tired of you people that are born in the '80s acting like I'm that much older than y'all. It's one year, homie. One year. First of all, I was not born in the '80s, so let's have a quiz about how much you know about your friend Latrice. So, so exactly, we ain't even that old. Much older. Months. Months, <laughs> homie. I'm not doing this. You again. ready? No. Well, I'm I am. Really. So I'm about to go to the gym. I have taken up more than enough of your time. Um, <laughs> well, thank pre- you. That I, was a great transition, by the way. I appreciate you were really listening and paying attention to the conversation flow. When I, it started to wane, you transitioned to your closing remark. Hey, I am so proud of you. You know, when the, I do know when the conversation ain't strong, the other people on the other end don't want to listen to this shit anymore. So what I'm about to do is uh, I'm about to turn this fucking microphone off, and I appreciate you taking a call, and we'll catch up later on. For sure. Saturdays. Right. Simply support Saturdays. Don't miss the episode. The only nigga that gave a plug at the end was my closest friend. It had to be you. <laughs> that was really for you. But, I mean, hey, the rest of the world did. Find us on Facebook. <laughs> Enjoy the rest of your day. I'll hit you up later on tonight. Bye. Bye.